Okay, so I was supposed to record this um, yesterday, but I fell asleep like really early, so I didn't because I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, I only meant to like lay down for a little bit. Like literally it was like, I think like 7, 7.30. I just like, I laid down for a little bit and I was like, I'm just gonna have a little, little moment, a little rest. And then I woke up at like really early this morning. There is home in your hazel gaze. Don't you know? I tell you every day. I come up with some new pretentious way to let you know that my eyes grow real wide and my mouth gets real slow when I see you and your hazel gaze. Lately, I spend my days, as always, waiting to hear your laugh, so rare, refined, reserved for when I am at my most awkward. Uh, the truth is, I spend my days in delusional dazes, picking you daisies that despite your acceptance of my innocent ineptitude towards romance, I remain too shy to show you. So, I stay sat, imagining your embrace, wrapped up in smoke that is no substitute for the warmth of the way you pull me from my books because I forgot to eat, watching over me, with that hazel gaze and all your witchy wicked ways that charmed a helpless hapless honey to give over her mind and a key to her flat I was so busy laying in luxury loneliness writing yet another poem about you and that well I'm gonna say it again dazing hazel gaze as always but you aren't here to remind me that I cannot exist on dreams alone so I suppose I'll starve to death unless you want to come over as one of the worst television characters in modern history Rachel Berry once quite relatably said have you ever just loved someone so much that you just want to lock yourself in your room, turn on sad music and cry? No, but seriously. Um, I mean, sometimes I think you just like, you can get too like wrapped up in, you know, the whole business of, you know, being... I don't want to say, like, obsessed with someone because it kind of feels... Like, I feel that has negative connotations. And I'm not looking for negativity in my life. But, like, you know, very enthusiastic about someone's existence. Very that. And, you know, you want to express that. And, you know, especially if you're someone who does creative things, like you, you write things or you, you know, you paint things or you make bracelets or, you know, you know, I don't know, like things that people do um and, and you know and you want to express how great that person is through that and then you get all tied up in it and and then you sort of forget that you have to do normal things too like having dinner or sleeping or you know 
whatever and it it, I guess it's like ultra great if that person kind of gently reminds you and it's like hey I like you too and I'd really prefer it if you didn't die so how about we just put this down and you know you know you have some food or a drink or something how about that you know that that's that's nice you know not everybody's gonna do that so (laughs) yeah From seven to seven, I walk the streets, sewing each sobbing section of myself back together. Even though I know the second I walk through the door, you will unpick every stitch until I am a forlorn fountain of fabric, falling with traumatic elegance in a pile by the unwelcoming welcome mat. I think everyone has this idea that home is like this safe, lovely place, you know, that everyone can't wait to get back to when they leave the house for the day and whatever. But I think for some people, you know, you kind of like don't have that. Like you have a place where you live and maybe there are people there that you would label your family, but it's not a place that you want to go. You know, I remember, I think it was like last year, maybe the year before, I read this thing and it just like, I was so shook. Okay, so, confession time. Sometimes, (laughs) this is so stupid, sometimes I like to go on mum's net, right? Although I know that's become a bit of a controversial thing recently because I know that there have been, there have been some mums that, have been upsetting some people um but I don't go into that bit no I go into the one it's I think it's called am I being unreasonable or something like that um full disclosure I may have got net mums and mums net confused but I go on one of them I can't remember (laughs) off the top of my head but anyway um I like to go in there right because some of the stuff is actually like really you know really like legit stuff but some of it's so ridiculous like you know some person who's like not talking to their mother-in-law because I don't know she she bought their kid like a jumper or something or you know little things like that that like I I mean I guess you know me being someone who who doesn't have children and you know doesn't have that whole family dynamic nonsense to worry about maybe (laughs) maybe to me all of this does seem a bit frivolous like you know am I being unreasonable for not talking to my husband for six days because he slightly burnt my toast on Monday or whatever anyway so I like reading through those because it just (laughs) I guess it makes me feel a bit less whingy about my own problems but anyway sometimes I come across things and I'm like oh no this isn't like an this is an actual you know legitimate you know, thing, and this is really sad, um, but there was one, and I, I read about, um, this guy, um, and he, he was talking about, because I, I should stress, sometimes there are dads on mum's net, right, sometimes, um, they, they go on there, because, you know, 
dads are parents too or whatever anyway um <laughs> so he he was talking about um about how his wife was was cheating on him and about how he just hated being at home because she made him feel really bad about himself all the time she was always like you know saying mean things to him and you know she would kind of dress them up sometimes like it was supposed to be helpful criticism but that clearly wasn't what it was and he was saying about how he only wanted to be there to see his kids but you know most of the time when he got home from work they were asleep anyway so he would avoid going home just because he didn't want to have to you know and I just thought oh this is depressing as fuck. I, I just came here to, like, you know, laugh at some middle-class problems. I didn't expect this. <laughs> but it, it just... I think about that, that story a lot, you know, and... I think it's just very sad, you know, because I think, I think that there are a lot more people, you know, across the country, across the world, who, who have a home... But it doesn't feel that way. And I think a lot of people that they don't they don't talk about it, you know, maybe because they don't want to have arguments, they don't want to start drama, they don't want to make anyone feel bad, but it's just sad, man. So, you know, I did what any uh millennial who wants to make a difference does, and I've wrote a poem about it and put it on my podcast because, you know, what else can I do? <laughs> I can't even tell if I'm joking at this point. (laughs) When I was 17, I decided, much like Joanne, that I was going to scam my way to being a Caucasian woman. Being biracial was cancelled because I had spent my EMA, God, that fucking ages me, on white girl foundation and a relaxer kit that was on sale at Superdrug. I had ordered an information pack from a darling doctor who promised to give me a perfectly petite nose. Just a little internally racist razzle-dazzle. Can I be racist against myself? Is that a thing? Asking for a friend. Don't really know. Anyway, I could be like everyone else, walking down the street without worrying about stop and search, shopping without security guard stalkers, seeing myself on screens and magazines. But there was just one problem, as there often is. I could paint my previous identity until it was white and bright. Yikes. And I could get my face bent into a whiter shape, choking the life out of my hair and my spirit with chemicals but I knew that as soon as I surveyed my new face I would be staring with the center of sunflowers and I couldn't bear to cover them with contacts for sentimental and squeamish reasons so I decided that being a white woman was simply too difficult and I'd spend my no-shop money on sunflowers filling my home with the beauty that I finally saw in my eyes. I have 
this friend and I'm sure that they don't mean this as um, badly as it comes across. Um, But he said to me once, um, why is it that like all, you know, you know, and he used he used this term that I personally hate. I know some people don't care about it or don't mind it, but I hate it. He said, "All people of color creators," and I just oh. at that point I was sort of feeling it already because I I hate that term. I firstly, it sounds too close to colored for my liking. Uh, secondly, I don't. This is becoming a a rant about terminology when I was supposed to be talking about something else. But anyways, I'll finish. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, I feel it's very... It's very much made to make the people that it's not about feel comfortable and feel safe and feel like they don't have to actually inquire about where somebody is from and you know who they are in their own right if they can just put them in the safe little box umbrella term thing anyways (laughs) I know that some people like it and that's fine if that's what they want uh but I don't but I still kind of get referred to by that label all of the time because nobody bothers to check (laughs) I feel very much the same about about queer as well I know that some people like to reclaim it but I don't I you know I just I I don't like it (laughs) um anyway uh back to what I was saying before so yeah he asked why so many people of color creators um you know created things about you know white beauty standards and how that affects, you know, basically people who are not white. And, <laughs> I mean, the, the answer's obvious to me. Um, you know, and, and that is because the, the media advertising, um, you know, pretty much every women's or girls' magazine I've ever read... Um, you know, uh, every shampoo ad, every fucking, just everything sort of reinforces that white features are the ideal. And so then I just, I mean, maybe, maybe I think like this because I've experienced it myself, but when people still ask the question of, you know, but why why are they talking about this you know why 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 do so many of these girls hate the way that they look and and it's like well i don't know man maybe because the whole world is like telling us to um <laughs> you know so i was just very confused as to why he didn't get why so many you know to use the vernacular people of color creators whatever, um, talk about this issue so much because it's something that, that affects our lives, you know, and it affects the way that we view ourselves and, you know, I mean, I, I remember 
uh, my roommate at uni, literally, when, when, the, when the information pack came through from the doctor about the fucking nose surgery I was planning on having, and they, they sat me down when it came through the post, and they were like, you can't seriously be thinking about doing this. You know, <laughs> you, you can't just go and get surgery. Like, that's, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. One of them lovingly pointed out that, like, I cry at, like, the littlest thing. And she was like, do you really think you're not going to cry when they, like, rip half your face open and do all this weird stuff to it? And I'm, like, in complete denial, like, no, 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 it'll be fine. Because, you know, I just desperately wanted to look like everybody else. And their intentions were good. And I do acknowledge that. But I think, you know, because they all looked like the way I had been taught for years I was supposed to look and didn't so they didn't really understand the the the, the sadness the, the desperation when I look at myself and I and I think why why don't I look like them it's not fair why why don't I have you know all the things that they have you know this nice easy to manage you know skin and hair and 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 you know <laughs> you know that that kind of envy that you know that they wouldn't have you know felt as intently because i think everybody gets kind of some kind of appearance based jealousy or whatever but i think sometimes it can be more um intense you know when you're somebody that you know, pretty much everybody is, you know, sort of, or it feels like everybody is against the way you look and you're just like, well, you know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry for being born, I guess. Um, you know, it's hard to kind of unlearn that and to look at yourself and say, you know what? I don't have to look like these people on TV. I don't have to look like the pictures that I see in magazines. I don't have to look like the girl on that shampoo bottle that I have to sort of, you know, go past <laughs> in the shots because I know that that shampoo will fuck up my hair. I, I don't have to look like these other people because I look like me and that's fine but it's very hard to reach that point like it's literally taken me decades you know <laughs> um, and it's it's great when you get there but it's a long time and I think some people they don't they don't understand that because they've never really had to they've never really had to experience that as intensely um which is good because I wouldn't want other people to go through that and to think their whole lives that every single part of them is wrong and gross and ugly. Like, I wouldn't want people to think that and to have to go through that because it's horrible. But I think sometimes people who haven't been through it, they kind of oversimplify it. <laughs> um, but at least they're trying, I guess.
I crawl down the walls, humming your favourite song, all through the night, threatening lullaby. Every time you try to sleep, you expected me, obviously. Unless I'm supposed to believe that you're all dressed up for no reason. Restrain yourself, or I'll do it for you. What are you dreaming about? As a me? Free yourself. Exist with me. Okay, so I know that nobody asked for me to personify sleep paralysis and kind of whatever. But guess what? I do what I want. Anyways, um, I actually have sleep paralysis quite a lot. Um, I don't know why. Um, sometimes I think maybe it's like a sign or something. I don't know. Um, but I kind of, I was like, what if it was a person and it was actually just like some kind of mystical force that was like in love with me or something wouldn't that be fun and scary i should write a screenplay about that fairly fraudulent fancy accent that didn't really match her rags to riches origin story as she placed yet another business card that I didn't ask for into the pocket of a dress that she insisted was the most absolute gorgeous thing anyway she said that if you're a nice person you didn't need to tell someone repeatedly how nice you are I just think, you know, I feel like people should always be, like, super authentic, you know? Now, I never said that I was authentic, you know. I mean, I'm kind of like a fake fucking fantasy, you know, like those summer blockbusters based on true events, but, you know, sexed up a bit by some smug twat with a pen and a basic knowledge of marketing. But, um, anyway, she went on to say, with great flair and theatrics, that nobody was really watching. Darling, I just always try to be, you know, authentic. Well, sis, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for the super authentic angels who insist on telling people who really don't care repeatedly how authentic they are make up for a lack of personality anyway a dress with pockets now that is some authentic brilliance someone that i follow um posted this um sort of you know thing that alleged it was a poem i believe Uh, written by somebody who's been caught out multiple times for stealing uh, plagiarism, stealing other people's ideas and content, um, and so on and so forth. And this whole thing that this person wrote was about being authentic. And I had to laugh because how are you going to be lecturing people on being authentic? 
when you've like stolen from other like I just anyway um <laughs> I had to laugh I really did I mean girl don't do all that anyway um but like I've met some people, you know, kind of doing all this, and, and, and there are some people who are really just like themselves the whole time, and that's really cool. There are some people who are kind of, you know, they have, like, personas, as it were. Um, I mean, to be real, I'm kind of half and half. Like, some of the stuff I do is for presentational reasons, you know, uh, because it it kind of helps me to make my work more immersive and whatever. And some of it is just genuinely me. But the difference is, is that I'm honest about that and I talk about it, you know? And so, <laughs> but you have some people and I don't know, like, like people who make up like interesting backstories because, you know, the, the truth about them, they think it's, you know, not going to fit with their, you know, whole, you know, thing, their brand or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do that, if you're going to come up with like some cool little origin story for yourself, firstly, make it make sense. Secondly, <laughs> make sure it's not the same as everyone else's because like everyone that I meet who has like kind of blatantly you know contrived backstory like they're all the same and I'm like (laughs) really okay that's real interesting okay um (laughs) you know I mean some some people they they do have legitimately you know that those things are real but there are some people who just blatantly make it up to try and make themselves more interesting and I think you can always tell you know I don't know anyway um not that I'm saying everyone's a fake bitch but (laughs) there are there are some people um are I think if you can't like I you know like I was sort of trying in a very um messy and ridiculous way as I was trying to say if you have to repeatedly tell people you know like Jennifer Lopez I'm real maybe you should consider that you're not I mean she wasn't either really so what does that tell you um (laughs) No shade though, because like I like J Lo sometimes, but girl, the only time that she admitted that she kind of wasn't was when she got called out for using the N word in the song, and then she was like, "No, that wasn't my fault. Someone else wrote that. I didn't even know." So it's funny how some people will be real until the effects of being real get too real. And then they're not real anymore. Anyway, plagiarism is bad, kids. So don't do it. Be creative. Use your own mind. 
Live your dreams, whatever. Okay, so that's all for this week's episode and I will be back next week probably closer to um, Sunday than I was this week um, but also maybe not because it's my birthday on Friday so who knows you know maybe somebody will surprise me with a nice holiday to like Hawaii or something they better not actually because my passport's in a real state and and if I went to the airport and they'd be like what the fuck is this and I mean how do you explain (laughs) how do you explain to the people at the airport that it's very water damaged but it's still good and it's still valid and you just don't want to pay for a new one you know just in case this whole Brexit thing happens because then you may end up wasting money if they then make us buy fucking blue ones. Like, anyway, anyway, let's hope someone does send me on holiday. Maybe somewhere in the country so that I don't have to use my passport and, you know, sort of face the embarrassment and the questions at the airport. You know, why does it look like this? Well, look, you can still see the picture of my Asian whatever. Leave me alone. They let me use it to buy, like, alcohol and cigarettes at Tesco. Um, anyway, but, yeah, so holiday in the UK is fine. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> let's just all think it into existence. Maybe I'll get some nice presents on my birthday. That'd be a nice treat for me. Anyway, uh, but it's my birthday on Friday, so I don't know. Hopefully let's let's think that into existence too i will do a new podcast next week and it'll be great um but until then um <laughs> you can find more of my work on my website which is jenniferwan.com ah oh, that reminds me i've also got to update the episode guide on my website because i haven't done that in quite some time so i'll go do that in a moment as soon as i upload this um anyway <laughs> uh yeah so you can find uh lots of stuff on my website which is jenniferwan.com there are um lots and lots and lots of poems there there's videos uh there's some audio collections that you can download and stream and listen to um lots of free stuff to read and watch um You can also find me on social media, which is Miss J Squared is the username, uh, which is for Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, all the, all the good things. Um, there's also my YouTube, um, all the links are down in the description below, uh, on this podcast anyway. So, uh, you can find me on all sorts of things, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google, everywhere. I'm everywhere. Like the sleep paralysis I talked about earlier. I'm just sort of hiding out in the you know, just the corners of every part of the internet, just saying, please, please read my poetry. I have several several ex-husbands and wives to feed please 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I'm an Aquarius, so I could never truly go through with the commitment of marriage. Um, but anyway, uh, so I'll see you guys real soon. Uh, I think that's everything. Oh, and thanks, Amanda, for everything. I love you very much. Good night, my love.